Hey folks, this is a special edition of Sports with Austin and Jared. We got NCAA basketball, nothing but. We're dissecting our tournament bracket. It's 2016 March Madness. March 16th is the date, a Wednesday. We had a couple playing games last night. Two more tonight. Kicking off tomorrow at noon. I think in Raleigh is the first game. I think Raleigh's first game is at 1240. So that's one of your first locations. Tipping off with games here in North Carolina. That's where North Carolina is as the number one seed in the East. Your other number one seeds, Kansas, Oregon, and Virginia. First off, Austin, what do you think of the seeding? And kind of give me your thoughts on how the committee went went along with the process of that. Um, I had a, I mean, obviously, every year you're going to have questions about one or two teams. But I think this year, you know, we've seen a lot about it, you know, in the news and on SportsCenter. It's, it seems that the seeding was – it's not quite – we're not quite understanding the process that they seed. I mean, because – you look at Kentucky and Texas A&M, that was the biggest one for me. You know, yes, Texas A&M beat them in the regular season, but they ended up with the same record, and I'm pretty sure that their strength of schedule and everything was about the same. Kentucky have, you know, has, win, has a win over Duke, which is huge, and they beat Texas A&M in the conference tournament championship. You would think they at least have the same seed, if not Kentucky, with the higher seed. And I just think that, you know, maybe, you know, Indiana. Indiana led, you know, the Big Ten all the way through, and they – they lost early in the conference tournament. Maybe that hurt them, but I don't know how that hurt them enough to get them down to a five seed. Well, John Calipari, you know, after the SEC championship, was throwing a fit, saying, you know, this this year they picked one way. Last year they picked RPI, strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. He's going a little overboard. You know, I didn't go back and look at every single team's schedule and compare. But when I went back, the first one that came to my mind was how did Iowa fall to all the way to a seven? I'm thinking this team emerged. They got all the way into the top five. They were on the one line, and they fell all the way to a seven. Yes, early out in the Big Ten tournament, losing to Michigan um, in the first round. I mean, they had one bye. They were the, the five seed, I believe. So they, they lost to Michigan. Or not Michigan. Illinois. 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 Which Illinois is bad. We, we, do, we do realize that Michigan did beat Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. But I looked back at Iowa's schedule, not that impressive. It really wasn't. Um, they didn't beat anybody on the road. They lost both to IU. Um, their biggest wins came against Michigan State, one on the road when Valentine didn't even suit up. Here's my biggest problem. There's a couple of them. Kentucky and Texas A&M, you know, I agree. Kentucky probably deserves to be ahead of Texas A&M, but you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Purdue, a five seed, okay. But why were people thinking that they would get a two seed if they knock off Michigan State on Sunday? Here's my two biggest problems. Oregon does not deserve a one seed. And if you're going to put Syracuse in the tournament because of the nine games that Jim Boheim missed and they went four and five in those games, and you're not going to consider when Valentine was out for Michigan State, do you realize when he was in the lineup how good they were? Healthy? It's not like their non-conference, you know, season was a slouch. They beat Kansas on a neutral court. They have the two losses to Iowa. Okay, they routed IU when IU was clearly one of the best teams in the country during conference play, fifteen and three. They deserve a one seed. They won their conference tournament. So did Oregon. I get that. 
but they really, I think, deserved a one seed. Um, IU, they hurt themselves right off the bat in Maui. They had the chance to make their non-conference schedule tough in that tournament because they didn't have a lot of tough games scheduled. Notre Dame was a precursor to in. They had to come back to win that one. But they... They blundered themselves. They lost to Wake Forest in the first round, so then you don't have the opportunity. I think they'd have been Arizona, who they could have played, was the best team out there. They really hurt their schedule because then they turned around and played St. John's, and I don't know if they – they may have lost that one. They went one and two. They didn't have to play Chaminade, I don't think. I don't think that was their win, and that would have been really bad. But you can't you, – they went 15-3 and three in the second-best conference, I think, in basketball. Probably that they had an easier schedule, so probably third because the Big 12 is a true round robin. You play everybody once or twice, and then the ACC competition throughout I think is better than the Big 10 this year. Their their bottom teams really came came alive. NC State, Florida State, and Virginia Tech were teams that weren't tournament teams but played really tough basketball. Big 10 you didn't really see that. Ohio State played some tough tough games, but. And Nebraska knocked off some people. But everybody else got in the tournament where the team's playing well. Um, you know, other than that, the one seeds, you know, you got to agree with. That team's just really hurt themselves. You know, Villanova and Xavier both had opportunities to get one seeds. They didn't get it done. It would have been interesting to see. And a lot of people think that Michigan State was already written in before that game. I don't think so because I think Purdue, if they would have won, they would have had to move up a seed line. And I think that would have sent down – if you want to just take a gander at the fours, that probably would have sent down maybe even Duke. And I, I still have a problem with Duke in a higher seed than IU. I know Duke blew them out. But still, 15-3, and three, folks. you got to benefit teams for how they come on at the end of the season. Okay. Let's talk upsets. I don't have many, and here's why. I think they all got out of their system in the regular season. All these big upsets. Well, I'm going to be wrong. I have two 12s winning. And there will be at least one, but I probably don't even have one of the ones that are right. That's the fun of it. I got Duke losing. Okay, we'll see. Go ahead and tell me some of your upsets and maybe give me a dark horse. Give me a sleeper. All right. I um, I really, when I was looking at it, I don't have that many either. Um. I think I kind of, you know, you this with the bracket, you kind of just have to kind of sometimes you just have to guess, give it a lucky shot, think of a team that you think could pull it off. And I guess the in the south region, I guess the biggest one I have is Hawaii over Cal. Um I heard a lot of people talking about how good Hawaii was. Um they have some pretty good wins in their schedule and you know, it kind of comes down to the point of you know there's going to be upsets. It's going to happen. It always happens. And so you have to pick which ones you think are most likely to happen. And I picked the winner of the Wichita State Vandy game to beat Arizona. And I thought Wichita State would win the game, which they did. And so I think, you know, Wichita State's one of my other upsets. Um, I don't really – and then Northern Iowa. I picked Northern Iowa to uh, beat Texas, uh, which obviously you have Texas in your Final Four. Um and it could go either way. But I think my dark horse is going to be VCU. I think that they were a lot better than people thought. And I think they're going to beat Oregon State maybe rather easily. 
And like you said, it was like a 73% chance to win, according to BPI. And I think they play Oklahoma, which is not a bad matchup for them. Oklahoma's great offensively. They're suspect defensively. So you can catch Oklahoma on a bad shooting night. They well, can it all, it, over. it all depends on how VCU plays defense. Yeah. You know, I, I've been saying all along, Oklahoma's a great team, but it's a matter of when they run into that team. They can play perimeter defense. I don't know how good Buddy Heald – I mean, I know how good Buddy Heald is, but I don't know how much he can do by himself. Isaiah Cousins, um, we'll see what he can do when the pressure's on. My favorite player, Ryan Spangler for Oklahoma. Senior, I'd love to see him go all the way to the Final Four and cut the nets down. But I got him losing to Texas. I got Texas in the Final Four, and you're right. Northern Iowa is a great team. Northern Iowa and Texas, they have one common opponent on the season. North Carolina. They both beat the Tar Heels. You know, originally I had the Tar Heels. I said all season long, I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking with them. They're going to be my champion. I can't do it. They were too they were too sus I got them in the final four, but they're too suspectful to to losing a game. I mean, here and there they just crumble. They don't play well and any team in the tournament can beat them. Duke what Duke did at Carolina there are 40 teams in this NCAA tournament that are capable of doing that, especially on a neutral court. Still got them in the Final Four. Texas, though, you know, I, I think when it really comes down to it, that they have not a lot of stretches where they won a lot of games in a row, but they always seem to play well in the big games. They need to revenge a loss against Texas A&M in the non-conference so there's that opportunity if they beat Northern Iowa. And Texas a and will easily get by Green Bay. Green Bay's a they were a slim chance to reach the tournament anyways, and they got in. Um, should have been Valpo out of the horizon. Instead, it's the four-seed Green Bay, and now they're a 14-seed. They get past them, Texas and Oklahoma. Beat Oklahoma once, only a three-point loss in the other game. Then I have them getting to Oregon. I have Oregon getting there. And I think they can beat. I think they can beat Oregon. You know my big upsets, folks. Duke going down to UNC Wilmington probably not going to happen. I know, but you know it can happen. Riding high on the Seahawks, is that right? I think UNC yeah, Wilmington Seahawks. I know a couple people that are alum from UNCW. I got them going. Got them going to the Sweet Sixteen because I got Yale knocking off Baylor. You got to ride high on the Ivy League. Harvard's got had some big upsets as twelve seeds. My other 12-5, I got, San, or I got um, San Diego State knocking off Maryland. I think there's a good chance of that. I think you're right about Hawaii. Not a lot of people know who Hawaii is and really haven't seen them play. I think California is a pretty special team. Conzo Martin's got them playing really well, especially some of their young players. Um, you know, So my dark horse is Texas. Everyone's got Michigan State in the championship. I got Michigan State and Kansas in the championship. Kansas defeating Michigan State. Who do you got? What's your Final Four looking like, Nally? Um, well, uh, I try to keep my, you know, my bias out of it with Duke. Um, I think that I think they got lucky with the, uh, with what they pulled. Um, I just I picked Duke to knock off Oregon. That was the biggest game for me. I think Duke beat UNC Wilmington. I think they can get past Baylor. To me, the biggest one was getting past Oregon. If they can do that and they play against Oklahoma, I think they match up well with Oklahoma. Both of them teams are very similar in the way they play 
You know, you got you. They play strong. They have a great perimeter game, and you know, both of them only really have like one great post player with Marshall Plumlee and Ryan Spangler. And I got them going, and I have Kansas going. Um, I just think Kansas. I, I know Kansas has faltered in the past when they're the favorite, but I just I watched them play multiple times, and they're just something. There's something different about them. And then I have Kentucky knocking off Carolina. I couldn't. That was the one of the toughest games for me was choosing between Kentucky Carolina, and that's a Sweet Sixteen matchup. And I think whoever wins that has the road to the Final Four. And then I have Kentucky. I had Kentucky doing it, and then I have them playing Michigan State. And then I have Michigan State beating Kansas in the national championship. So, because I, I think Sparty was one of the best teams down the stretch, like you said, I think they deserved a one seed. But they got the two seed, and I think they're going to have a little bit of chip on their shoulder, and they have one of the best players in the country in Denzel Valentine. And so I think that they're primed and ready to make a run, and they have one of the best coaches in Tom Izzo. So that's why I chose Sparty. And like you said, it's probably not going to be right. We don't know. So much stuff can happen, and that's the beauty of March Madness. Yeah, and the Kentucky thing, I mean, I look at Kentucky and I see Final Four. Team written all over them. And how can you not? Team coached by John Calipari with good guard play. you got to believe in Big Blue. I think I honestly think they can lose. I have them losing to Carolina in the Sweet 16. I honestly think IU, IU, can, IU can beat anybody in this tournament. But I just don't think they have what it takes against Kentucky. Here's one thing, though, and I'm going to be a little biased, but Purdue and IU are two teams – that have the makeup and the capability to beat anybody in this bracket, anybody in the field, and make a Final Four run. I got Purdue losing in the second round to Iowa State. Iowa State has playmakers. Iowa State plays good defense. They're going to put some pressure on Purdue's guards. I think that'll that'll stru- Purdue will struggle with that, and they won't be able to handle it. We'll see how the bigs play, and that, that could play a, a big role in the game. You know, Iowa State knocking off Virginia in the Sweet 16 – you know, Virginia is a team that not very many people are going to talk about. They're probably going to be the first one seed people are going to have lose, except for maybe some people are going to have Oregon lose. They may be the ones with the chip on their shoulder. They want more than anything to get back to the lead eight, just like last year. They had a lead on Michigan State. They let it slip, and they let that go. They have that opportunity for a rematch. I think they want it more than anything. They're the best defensive team in the country far as I'm concerned. I would have loved to see them in Oklahoma match up. Only chance of that's in the title game. We're probably not going to get to see that. It's going to be fun, folks. I'm excited. Are you excited? Oh yeah, I you know, I think that it's fair to say, you know, you have the Super Bowl, but I think this right here, this this stretch of was it 3 weeks of just craziness and I you know I I go I think back to last year when you watch Georgia State, and just, you know, yeah, his dad fell out of the chair, and it was funny, but I think just that atmosphere is what created that. And the atmosphere of March Madness, you know, it just it gets you excited, and you you have games all day, Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and it's just like, and you and this is the time where, you know, a lot of people don't like to watch two teams play that they don't really care about, but March Madness you do because it means so many things. And you look for those upsets, and you cheer for those Cinderellas, and I think that is probably the best three weeks of sports in in the year. I, I think it's just a special time. 
Yeah, it's so much fun. The upsets are going to happen. Austin and I don't have them, but they will happen. They're going to bust a lot of brackets. It's going to be fun. Folks, a 16 seed's going to win one of these days. If you watched Florida Golf Coast last night, you know they have what it takes. They went to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed a few years ago. They're going to battle Chapel Hill this weekend, I believe. North Carolina, is that, that's the 17th. That's tomorrow. That's going to be a good game. Folks at Florida Golf Coast can block out, and they can get up and down the floor and get North Carolina, not let North Carolina get in a rhythm. Watch out. Number one team might fall for the first time ever, a number one seed. All right. We'll be back next Wednesday. We'll be all college basketball once again, dissecting the Sweet 16. In my opinion, the Sweet 16 is the best round. It's when the boys are separated from the men. Men separated from the boys. However you want to put it. I think there'll be some fives. There'll be a lot of five seeds there. Four seeds, obviously. There's going to be four or five there. They're going to be there. They're going to win. That's going to tell us. It's going to tell us who's going to get to the Final Four. Because if you win in the Sweet 16 round, you mentally know you can win in any round. Okay, folks. Until next time, I'm Jared. This is Austin. We've had fun. College basketball, be some tonight. The real fun starts tomorrow.